As promised, more buzzwords in real estate this week. So this week, we are going to cover CRM, drip campaigns, and transaction coordinators. Um, Yep, more acronyms. So what exactly is a drip campaign? Uh, And do you really need a transaction coordinator? So we're going to talk about that. And what really is one? Like, what do they do? And you guessed it. I have an opinion on that. So join me, Danielle Shepard, host of Being Present in Real Estate, as I talk more about buzzwords in real estate and discuss real estate for agents about being kind and bring some trust back into our industry. So let's start off with CRM, Contact Resource Management or Manager or Method. Uh, This is simply the method that you use to keep up with all your clients. So when I started in real estate, no one told me that I needed a system or that really this was even important. No one really told me that I needed to keep track of all of my people. Um, I didn't even really ever hear the term CRM. I didn't really know that that existed. That was another one of those things in class. They taught you the theories of real estate, but they didn't really teach you some of the practical applications. So I didn't really prepare for that. So when I was coming out of class and starting in my you know first brokerage and everything, and I started getting clients or leads, and I just kept them in this spiral notebook. And that worked for me. I loved my spiral notebook. And if you've been to my office, you see the spiral notebooks are still myself. But uh, then the spiral notebook kind of needed tabs. And so I was like, oh, okay, I had my first closing. So I put my blue tab there. And then I had a green tab if I was still working with them. Then I had a red tab. And Then I had a yellow tab. And so then I started having all these tabs and I would switch the tabs around and then I had to get another notebook. So then it just kept growing and seven notebooks later and I could never find people because I didn't ever know which notebook they were in. And I'm flipping through these notebooks and, you know, they were like the little 70 sheet spiral notebooks. And anyway, um, I realized I had a problem. So another agent at uh, the corporate brokerage, Pam Moore, I love you, Pam. Uh, She introduced me to this online program and she had been using it successfully for years and I needed something desperately bad. So, and she was successful at it and she'd been using it a long time. So I gave it a try. And I took all my spiral notebooks and I put everybody in there and It was difficult for me to put all my people in there. The system was kind of difficult. It was expensive and um, it was hard to navigate and it didn't really fit me. I didn't find it user friendly. But I think the bigger thing was is I didn't take the time every day to actually use it. So that was a problem. I didn't update it. 
It didn't work for me. But still, I needed something. So, okay, I'm starting to kind of sound like an infomercial. You know, I need something. Somebody help me. Okay. So I wish I could say I found the perfect salt solution, but I didn't. So now I feel like I am too far gone to try to find anything. I keep trying, but I still haven't found anything. So now I have advice to new agents. Start now. So my advice to new agents is this. Number one, you know, I always do the numbers. Start a contact management system day one. Find something that works for you. As soon as you have your first person, you need to have a system in place. So number two is find a system that is user-friendly that you think that you can use long-term that is going to work with you not just in the beginning where you can put your people in there, but that is going to be able to grow with you. Number three, three, make sure that you are not using a contact management system that is broker specific. This is very important. Do not use a contact management system that your broker provides to you. The reason for this is because if your broker is providing you your contact management system or your CRM, they own it. You do not own it, which means they own your prospects. Let me say that again. Just like if you use a broker's email, that broker owns your email. If you use a broker's CRM, that broker owns your your prospects. They own those. You don't get to download them. You don't get to take them with you if you use if you leave that brokerage. That is important to know because most agents, I don't know the percentage, but most of them do not stay with the same brokerage their entire career. So it's important to understand that what you start with, you want to be able to keep your entire career. So have an outside CRM. And number four is probably the most important thing. So number four, use it consistently. Use it every day. In my agents, in my brokerage prospecting class, we talk about something that you do every day of the week. Number five is day five is updating your CRM. So we spend 30 minutes every Friday updating our CRM. That's what our goal is. We set aside time. We block time for updating that CRM. It is important for long-term success in real estate that you are able to stay in contact 
with all of your leads and prospects and clients because you always need to stay in contact. So that leads us to how do we do that? Buzzword number two, drip campaigns. So what are drip campaigns? Once again, as a misguided new agent, I thought a drip campaign was setting up my people to receive emails about community market updates, like newsletters. That's what, I thought that that's all it was. I didn't think that there was anything else that it could be. I thought that was it. I had no idea that it could be more than that. So here it is, the official definition of a drip campaign. Okay, well, I don't know really if it's the official definition, but it's uh, the always here properties definition of a drip campaign. So whatever communication you do on a consistent and structured basis with your contacts is a drip campaign. Okay, so communication on a consistent and structured basis. So let's break that down. Communication. Seems simple. Phone, text, mail, email, smoke signal. Okay, well, maybe not the smoke signal, but you get the drift. Okay, communication. We know what that is. Consistent, being consistent. Daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, special occasions, etc. Structured, meaning purposeful. It must have meaning to whom you are sending it. Okay, that's the important part. You can't just send random crap. Oh, can I say that? Okay, it has to have meaning. Or else they're just going to hit the delete button or rip it. Okay. So there are all types of drip campaigns. When you set up your clients on an MLS auto search, that's a drip campaign. It's meaningful. It's consistent. Structured. When you do a monthly newsletter to farm a neighborhood, trip campaign. When you send your happy home anniversary cards, your Christmas cards um, to your past clients, it's a drip campaign. You do it consistently. I send out 350 plus Christmas cards a year and write them because I love my past clients. Drip campaign. Start those things in November. But I want them to have a personal touch. Remember. Anything that is communicated consistently and structured meaningfully is a drip campaign. And now, to my fun topic, something that's kind of been happening this week or last week, a couple weeks. Another buzzword, buzzword number three, transaction coordinator. We love transaction coordinators. They make our life so fun and simple. 
What is a transaction coordinator? Well, it's in their name. They coordinate the transaction. Oh, I kind of sound like Siri, don't I? Mm. So they do trans, they do coordinate the transaction and it's usually from contract to close. So from once you go under contract to the time that you close, they coordinate the transaction. If you are a super busy agent, like you're doing 35, 50 transactions a year, you probably need this. If you're an individual agent and you're doing 50 plus transactions a year, you might need a transaction coordinator or else you're going to go crazy with paperwork and deadlines and all that kind of stuff. You may need one. Okay. If, especially if you're without a team. Okay. I can see the value of a transaction coordinator. I have been that agent who does 50 plus deals a year. I have not used a transaction coordinator because I'm kind of a control freak. But I see the value because I've driven myself crazy a few times. Okay. Um, or if you're an agent, <laughs> we all know these ones that are not good at paperwork and not good at deadlines. You might need a transaction coordinator. Or if you have a broker who says, uh, yeah, you need a transaction coordinator because mm, uh, mm, then, you know. You have to get one. I get it. There are people who need one. I get that. Because they do have value in certain situations. So I understand that. But just like in everything in life, there's a time and a place. But here's my advice. If you are a new agent and you have not done a deal on your own, from start to finish, do not get a transaction coordinator to do a deal for you. Do not get a transaction coordinator simply because your brokerage says, hey, we have transaction coordinators to help you with you, with your deals. Simply pay us a fee and you can have a transaction coordinator. Do not get a transaction coordinator just so you can say, my transaction coordinator is going to finish this for us. You can contact my transaction coordinator because you think it makes you seem busy and important. Do not relinquish control of your business to someone one, who you probably don't really know, but two, to someone who is not, probably not, a licensed agent or a licensed realtor. Why? Because all transaction coordinators really are, are paper, paper pushers. They really are just there to make sure that all the papers are put into the system on time and everybody gets to the finish line. They cannot take control of the transaction. Yeah. So recently I've had this transaction 
And it uh, started out a little south because it's with a new agent. I'm her first deal. I love new agents. I really do. I love new agents, even when I'm on the other side of the deal, because I take it as the opportunity to help them, especially if they're with a brokerage who does not have a broker. Okay. So we know what we're talking about, those hundred percenters that don't really have a broker. So I help them because I want my side of the transaction to go well. I have no problem with that um, because in the end, everybody wins. So here I'm in this transaction, literally after negotiations, we execute the contract. Next thing I know, it gets handed off to this transaction coordinator. Um, but this transaction coordinator is part of a service. So to me, that's red flag number one, if you're part of a transaction coordinator service. So I email back that transaction coordinator and I said, um, could I please have your license number? And so I know in what capacity I can communicate with you. Um, because, you know, as in Texas, there's licensed communication and then there's unlicensed communication. So she responds back with the agent's license number. I said, I already have that. Thank you. Appreciate that. I need your license number. Are you a licensed agent? She responds back with, I am licensed. And then wants something else from me. <laughs> I respond back with, great, what is your license number? She once again responds back with, I am licensed and wants some information from me. Once again, I'm getting frustrated at this point <laughs> because I'm like, why will you not answer my question? I said, once again, I need to know my level of communication with you as a licensed or unlicensed assistant on the transaction coordination. Once again, she responds back as she is licensed. So I just look her up in trick. So then I respond back. I've looked you up in trick, which is the Texas Real Estate Commission. You are not in there as a licensed agent. Please advise. And so she responds back. I am a licensed transaction coordinator. At this point, I'm about to pull my hair out. Because I'm tired of this back and forth crap. Oh gosh, I'm like saying crap twice in this conversation. So I respond back. In Texas, we do not have licensed transaction coordinators. <laughs> Please advise. Er. Her response, I am a licensed transaction coordinator in Canada. I'm in Texas. <laughs> so that was my last communication with the transaction coordinator. Because I informed my clients that their information was being sent to Canada. And they said, not no, but hell no. So, I informed the agent that I would not be communicating with her transaction coordinator as my clients have instructed me. 
and that I needed to only communicate with her and that none of my client's information would be sent to the transaction coordinator and I'll let the title company and the lender know that as well as per my client's directives. This is when our transaction kind of got hard. The agent had no clue, one, that the transaction coordinator was in Canada. That was the first thing. She had no clue that she was not licensed because she thought she was licensed because the just like the transaction coordinator tried to tell me that she was licensed, she told the agent that she was licensed. She never mentioned that she was not a licensed agent. She just said that she was licensed, and then the agent, being a new agent, didn't realize that she needed to ask going further than that. Um, but the biggest problem was that the agent had no clue how to do the transaction from contract to close because she had not done a deal without one. So if you're going to use a transaction coordinator, you need to know how to do a deal without a transaction coordinator first. You need to know what that process is like. You cannot blindly trust another individual with your clients in one of their biggest purchases or sales in their life. You need to know what that is and what it looks like from contract to close for yourself? Or how are you going to know when something is not right? How are you going to know when a timeline is missed? How are you going to know when there is an issue and how to fix it if you're not understanding the process? So that's an important piece. So transaction coordinators are great. I'm not trying to knock them. I think they are an excellent resource for people. But as a new agent or as an agent, you need to understand how to do a deal without one so you can make sure when you use one that they understand how the business works as well. And try to make sure you get one in the same state you're in. Just kind of roll a thumb. So, soapbox. Next week, we are going to take a break from buzzwords, okay? Because I, there's a little thing that's been bugging me, nothing but bugging me. We've got to talk about the market, okay? We're going to talk about the market. I am sick and tired. Okay, let me go back to why we're going to talk about market. We're going to define buyer's market, seller's market, and what a balanced market is, and how the whole country is not in the same market. This is what's been irritating the crap out of me. I have been listening to the news talk about the world is plummeting, the housing market is crashing, this is happening, all this kind of crap. Oh, crap, that's number four. Oh, my God, I may have to have it. Anyway. The media needs to stop with this nonsense because the whole country is not the same. 
And when you come at the entire country with the same message, you are spreading lies. So, till next week. I promise I'll calm down some. I promise. Till next week. Be present. Be kind. Like and subscribe because next week's going to be fired up, y'all. I'm going to be fired up because I can already tell. So like and subscribe and have a great week and be tuned next week. So I'm going to take on media. We're going to talk about market. We're talking about market shifts. And we're going to talk about Texas. Stay tuned. Take care, guys.